Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I am thankfully not Jonathan Ellsworth. I am Sam Shaheen, a senior editor at Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Today, I am talking to our managing editor, Luke Kappa, about the enormous amount of new apparel that has arrived at HQ over the past few weeks. Luke and I both nerd out pretty hard when it comes to this stuff, and our conversation highlights a ton of new apparel, from crazy new tech all the way to head-turning casual pieces. This episode of Gear 30 is presented by Black Sheep Sports, one of our blister-recommended shops. There aren't many freeride-focused shops in Europe, and having spent time in a number of them, I can say that there definitely aren't many as good as Black Sheep Sports in Munich, Germany. The owner, Sebastian Steinbach, has created a shop that really is the center of freeride culture in Munich, with a dedication and passion for skiing and a top-notch lineup of products on the shelves, including a huge selection of skis from boutique ski companies all over the world. But a massive and unique ski wall is not the only thing that sets Black Sheep apart. Every ski in the gallery is available to demo. Every single one. That's more than 120 skis. Sebastian is also a master fit certified boot fitter and specializes in freeride and free touring boots that incorporate different materials and have different fits than race boots. So if you're in the Munich area, be sure to stop by Black Sheep Sports for some gear and perhaps some fresh Bavarian beer as well. Now, let the apparel geek out begin. Hi, everyone. I am with Luke Kappa, and we have a whole showroom full of brand new apparel that has rolled in in the last week or so. And so there's a ton of stuff to talk about. And I think we're going to just like shotgun through this whole list of the immense pile of apparel that we've got. Are you psyched, Luke? I am. We, you know, like skis are very exciting, but you and I both have a bit of a background in apparel. So it, uh, it warms my heart to be able to talk about my roots and a bunch of really cool gear we've got in recently. <laughs> oh, our roots, our roots. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. If you don't mind, I think I'm going to start because of all the stuff that we got in, I guess this is like technically apparel. It's a pair of shoes. The shoe is the Jasper Wool Eco Chucka. It's a soul collab with United by Blue. This is like the craziest shoe I've ever worn in my life. First of all, to preface this, um, this it's the shoe's currently on Kickstarter to be funded for, for production. They've raised $120,000 out of their $30,000 goal. <laughs> um, you can still go in. They still have a few shoes that you can buy at discounted prices, but it's going to close in a few days. So. Maybe by the time you hear this, it won't be open anymore. The shoes are $150 MSRP, and they are the most, A, first of all, the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn in my life, but B, they're designed to be the most ecologically friendly shoes on the planet. And the list of things they do to make these shoes eco-friendly is absolutely mind-boggling. First, the midsole is made of completely recycled material. It's all used wine corks that they recycle. Uh, it's an insulated shoe. The insulation is called bison shield. And basically, they harvest a high insulation value fiber from bison that would otherwise go to waste. The foam in the insole is made from algae blooms. So they clean up rivers of algae blooms, and then they turn the algae into foam. The rubber on the outsole is called natural rice rubber. Basically, they use the rubber from tree sap and combine it with rice husks that would also be going to waste to eliminate petroleum-based rubbers. The upper is made out of merino wool, which is a renewable resource. Mm -hmm. And the laces are made of bamboo instead of cotton, which uses less water and is pesticide-free. 
on top of that, the shoes look freaking awesome. I've basically been living in them for the past three weeks and they're super light, very, very comfortable. And they're my new favorite shoes by far. Yeah. Yeah. Those things sound pretty awesome. And I mean, I'm mostly just curious, Soul and United by Blue managed to just, just cram so many different sustainable materials and construction methods into one product. I'm really curious to see where they'll go going forward. Cause I mean, I mean, you love the shoe. We'll see how it holds up long-term, but I have no reason to suspect it won't hold up very well. And if they could start incorporating all of that into different models with different styles and get more widespread production, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm, I'm just like, I'm super, super high on the idea and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they do next. And honestly, I'm, I'm considering buying the other colorways that I don't have because they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think another cool thing, um, I remember at OR, Soul had a bunch of flyers surrounding their recork program. And I believe if you enjoy some wine occasionally and tend to stack up wine corks, I believe you can send them to Soul and have them recycled and maybe they'll end up in a pair of shoes one day. That is totally true. In fact, the box that the shoes come in have a little hole in it that's perfectly cork sized for you to store <laughs> your corks. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. The next thing we're going to talk about is um, the giant and unbelievably cool box of stuff we got from Patagonia a few weeks ago. Do you want to start with this, Luke? Yeah. So if you've read our Outdoor Retailer Awards, you know we very much enjoy talking with Patagonia's Corey Simpson at the show. And they have a ton of new products coming out for next year many of which are very, very exciting. The first one I'll go into is their new Snowdrifter kit. We've talked about it a bit before, but basically it replaces the Patagonia Dissensionist kit, which we're huge fans of. Um, and the long story short is that it's a whole new fabric and uh, a new fit, new features, basically a whole new piece, but it uh, it serves a purpose as kind of like a free ride touring jacket, kind of 50-50 piece. And the standout feature for both of us, I think, is just how soft and comfortable the fabric is for being fully waterproof. I believe Corey said it was 20K waterproof. So more waterproof than the Dissensionist, probably a bit less breathable. We'll still have to do some further testing to confirm that. But I mean, the thing feels like feels like a soft shell, almost like a, like a hard face fleece. It, the drape is super nice. It's stretchy. It's so comfortable on skin. I mean, Sam, you used it the other day, right? Oh yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, the hand is incredible. Like mm -hmm. it feels, it feels like a soft shell. And on top of that, it feels like one of the more comfortable soft shells that I even have in my closet. Um, and then using it. Yeah, definitely. Like, like you mentioned, I think it is going to be a bit more protective than that dissensionist kit was because that dissensionist kit was just so ultra breathable that, that in some instances it actually felt cold, mm -hmm. you know, and the snow drifter definitely feels like it's going to be a, a bit more protective. And yeah, I'm super high on it. Can't wait to get more time in it. But after those first few days, um, I'm, I'm real, real psyched. Yeah. And not to ruin our Patagonia tangent right now, but on another tangent, we just got in the new Flylo Cooper jacket. Um, they updated the fabric for next year. And that jacket has a fabric that also feels pretty similar to the Patagonia Snowdrifter. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll, we'll definitely be A-being those, but the bottom line is both feel super, super comfortable and drape really nicely. Yeah, and, and that, that Cooper jacket also comes with the Smith pant mm -hmm. um, out of the same fabric. And I think both of those pieces look really cool to tangent out of our Patagonia thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To get back into it, next piece, also hard shell, uh, it's the Patagonia Ascensionist jacket. 
this is part of a trend we're seeing, especially for 1920, of Gore finally letting people use uh, its active membrane and its CNET backer in pieces that aren't like crazy minimal running or biking pieces. Um, So the Ascensionist, it's kind of designed as maybe ski mountaineering, maybe just all around alpine jacket, but uses the Gore active membrane and the CNET backer, which means it's a little bit less crinkly than most hard shells. And I've already toured it in a couple times. And it shares um, a lot in common with the Black Diamond Helio active shell, which uses the same um, membrane backer combo. And basically, I mean, that fabric combo is my favorite Gore product I think I've ever used. Um, Especially in Colorado, I feel like standard Gore-Tex and Gore-Tex Pro is often more protection than I need. Like, I would usually be better off in a more breathable option. And Gore Active... It, it definitely feels like a step up from standard Gore-Tex. And I think the Patagonia Essentials, just having more options of that active CNET combo is really cool to see. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And anyone, any of you blistered diehards who read that Black Diamond Helio active shell review we posted, I think it was a week or two ago, know how much both Luke and I really love that jacket. Mm-hmm. So we're real, we're real stoked to get more time in this Ascensionist. It feels initially kind of like very similar fabric very similar performance envelope, but a little bit more fully featured. Yeah. Do you want to talk macro puff? Yeah. So if you haven't seen our review of the Patagonia micro puff, which came out, what is it now? Two years ago? Yeah, I think two years ago. That's crazy. Um, basically the most impressive synthetic insulated jacket we've ever used in terms of warmth to weight. Um, it's the first one we've used that really rivals down in terms of warmth to weight ratio. But it was pretty limited in terms of what was available. It was only available in like a 65 gram weight. So kind of similar to your average like down sweater type thing. Great for a lot of stuff, but we were kind of just waiting for Patagonia to come out with a heavier weight version. And that is the Macro Puff. And after hanging out in it in a few very freezing nights in Crested Butte, I can confirm that it is quite warm. Um, It's also really, really light. The fit's a bit bigger than the the micro puff, and I mean, for me, I always used the the micro puff kind of as my emergency insulator because it packed down so small, it was so light, and I didn't have to worry about it getting wet. And having the option of kind of that same performance envelope, but in a warmer package, while probably taking up a bit more weight and a bit more space in my pack, I think the macro puff is going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, no, I I second that. I remember seeing that thing at the show and being like, I I need this not only for my ski tours, but for like surviving the walk to the bar in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. I'll talk about the piece I'm most excited about out of the Patagonia box we got, the R1 Tech Face. So those of you who have read my review of the R1 Tech Face hoodie from last year know that it's pretty much my favorite piece of apparel ever. Um, and that qualify that specifically with ski mountaineering in mind, ski touring and ski mountaineering as a sort of do-it-all layer, a layer I can put on in the morning and pretty much never have to take off. Now Patagonia is making it in a minimalistic pullover version. So no hood, no hand warmer pockets, and a bit of a slimmer fit. It's super lightweight and uses the same fabric as the as, as the prior or the R1 Tech Face hoodie, which stays in, in the line. And it looks freaking rad. I am I haven't gotten out in it yet. I, it's top of my list right now and can't wait. Can't wait. 
Yeah, and I really like the the placket design Patagonia went with on that. Um, I think it was to avoid uh, seams and still out a bit of water protection, but they basically like, we. it took us a little while to figure out that there actually is a chest pocket because it's just covered under the placket. But um, I always like to see companies trying something different and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I also love Napoleon pockets mm-hmm. just because you get that clean aesthetic while having, you know, the the, the feature that you need and. Um, we don't get a lot of jackets with plackets mm-hmm. here because usually we're doing 3L jackets. So I am happy for the placket. <laughs> and I'll, I guess I also love the word placket. It's kind of fun to say. <laughs> it is. All right. Um, I will finish up the Patagonia section with this is a piece that's gunning for my favorite piece of apparel ever. Um, something that I never thought I needed, but ever since I got it, I basically haven't stopped using it. It's Patagonia's new Nano Air pants. Um, so they did have an option in the line that was part of like their high altitude mountaineering setup that used the Nano Air jackets insulation and fabric, but it was like very slim, had a full crotch zip, was designed to be integrated specifically into their mountaineering kit. And next year they're coming out with a much more casual version. Um, it's a pretty generous fit with a slight taper as you move down your leg, but Um, What it doesn't get rid of is a crazy soft and stretchy face fabric and lining and Patagonia's awesome, very breathable, full range insulation that's used in the Nano Airline. And I have a pair of Mons Royale sweatpants that I absolutely love, but I don't know if I've worn them since I got the Nano Air pants. They are, (laughs) it's, it's, I don't know how to just, it's like wearing a cloud, but that cloud is also warm and it's breathable and it's also surprisingly wind resistant after walking around outside of them. And they're basically like the perfect mountain town lounge pant. Um, they also have, um, I haven't skied in them yet cause it hasn't been quite cold enough to, but the legs do actually cinch up pretty well if you hike them up your knee. Um, so I'll see how they work in ski pants, but mostly I'm just really excited to keep sitting on the couch in them and working in them. <laughs> Wow, Luke's favorite piece of apparel ever. I mean, come to think of it, I don't think I've seen you off the hill not wearing them. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is is my is my response to Luke's favorite pair of pants. Except this is this version is a little bit a little bit more extra. So this is we gotten two pieces from the next year's Mammut Delta X collection. So Delta X is like their kind of urban earring line if you will. It's you know, using sort of the technologies and the ideas behind their technical apparel and making it more, um, you know, city oriented. So they sent us what they're calling the in anorak and the in pants and in as an I N like the preposition in mm-hmm. the in pants. I'll start with because they remind me a lot of the nano air pants. It's a, uh, it's basically a quilted jogger. That's like fairly slim and incredibly warm. Um, they don't have the the like high breathability that the Nano Air pants are, are going to have, but they do have that like extra styling that you need for you know all the hype beasts out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's completely necessary. But if we want to talk extra, let's talk about the In Anorak <laughs> because holy shit, this thing is over the top in basically every way possible. Yeah, um, it's a 900 fill power down insulated Anorak. First of all, think about that for a second. No front zip on this anorak. It's a pullover, 900 fill power. It's incredibly puffy. And then the fabric, it comes in three different colorways. The one that I'm testing is 
uh, metallic silver. It also comes in metallic gold, and I recently discovered a metallic black as well. This jacket is so freaking bright, it's unbelievable. It's full-on Neil Armstrong on the moon style puffy, bright, shiny silver, and it is like, it's everything to me. I'm so into this thing, and screw the haters, I am stoked. <laughs> yeah, you sent me a picture of it, and I think your camera, your phone camera, like, couldn't even capture it, because I think it basically just, the metallic nature of it just blew out the highlights on the photo. <laughs> and then I think, I believe you described it as hotter than Hades. <laughs> yes, actually, that's that's a really good description of it. Every time I've worn it out, I I can't even count the number of, comments I've gotten on it and they're not probably all positive but what they yeah. all are are conversation starters so you know yeah that's true and I mean if you did want to take it in the backcountry as an emergency layer it would make you very easy to find no that's totally true and actually one of the things I'm psyched on and what I've been using it for is riding my bike throughout town oh yeah like at night it's like no one is not going to see you on that thing so you know I've got my lights on my bike and whatever but um, if I'm taking my bike out I'm wearing that anorak for sure and probably working up a sweat rather quickly. <laughs> it's the warmest jacket in my closet, and that's yeah. not hyperbole. It is the warmest jacket in my closet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Well, you want to move on to Holden? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about Holden. So, yeah, we I believe we've reviewed a, a Holden jacket or two in the past, but they're a ski and snowboard brand that's been around for a little while and kind of specialize in using technical fabrics and, like, the technical features you typically see, but... They tend to have a different style and aesthetic than most of the, like, the major ski outerwear brands. And we recently got two of their jackets. The first one is the M51 Fishtail Jacket, which I'm very excited about, mostly just because I love the look of it. It's got a long drop tail that splits in the back, um, so it is a true fishtail jacket. And kind of like a more urban aesthetic like only one exposed zipper i think lots of it's got a placket Placket. Um, yeah it's got (laughs) pocket cover flaps and still has a 20k 20k waterproof breathable fabric still got pit zips the zippers i mean the the trims on it are phenomenal which is something that you and i tend to appreciate or even notice more than most people i think but like oh yeah zippers are crazy easy to use i I was i was blown away i grab the jacket and the zipper just like there's no resistance it's crazy and it's a waterproof zip like mind-blowing mind-blowing yeah yeah and it just like it looks really cool i'm stoked to keep using it it comes in at a decent price point of like 379 i think and it's a three-layer waterproof jacket tons of features on the higher end side of things they also have a jacket called the cork shell summit jacket and this one is very interesting um so the kind of story behind the name is that it uses a cork shell fabric from Scholler. Um, and basically, the instead of a traditional like PU or Gore-Tex membrane that are in most waterproof breathable shells, cork shell takes the kind of remnants of wine corks in the wine cork process. Um, they would otherwise be discarded, but they're repurposed for this. And combines them with the, what they call a polymer matrix um, to create a laminate that they laminate to the backside of a face fabric. They can do this in a two-layer or three-layer format, but Holden's cork shell jacket is a two-layer jacket. And the whole point of this process is, one, to repurpose those discarded parts of the cork-making process, but also 
um, Scholler and Holden say that the cork shell fabric is up to 50% warmer than most uh, comparable shells. Um, so the idea is that you get a shell that's still waterproof and breathable, but that can kind of regulate across a wider range of temperatures. Mostly we're just really interested to kind of test it in a wide range of conditions because pretty much every waterproof shell out there is using a pretty similar membrane. And I believe cork shell is the only one that's integrating parts of wine bottle corks. Well, and I would also like to say that um, Scholler is also the company that makes the metallic base fabric on the Memmut and Anorak. Ah. <laughs> so so uh, that's two thumbs up to Scholler on this podcast, I think. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think that jacket looks really cool. I, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to wear it, but I'm psyched to get in it. Continuing on the idea of Anoraks, that is going to be a theme on this podcast. I'm going to talk about the Montec Dune jacket and pants. This really sort of brings me back. So back in the day, I used to be real, real big into, into like park and freestyle skiing and wore all sorts of different two-layer jackets and pants setups. And when I saw this Montec at headquarters, this dune jacket, I was just like instantly transported back to those times. <laughs> and this thing is sick. It's uh it's a it's a two-tone black anorak. So this the shell fabric is black and there's like a a different tone of black and like this front pocket on it. So it's kind of understated, but it's definitely kind of has like a longer free ride cut and it's insulated in this two layer way. It definitely is a price point jacket, but it's kind of jacket that you put on and you feel good. It's not like you put on and it's going to be peak performance, blah, blah, blah. But you put it on because when you, when you, when you look good and you feel good, that's when you ski good. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's key. It's key. Is, is that going to be the name of this podcast? When you look good, you ski good? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think that's, I mean, that's all that matters. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So we're testing the dune jacket in a size small and a medium. And I have the small in a, a striking white and khaki colorway. Which is um, sick too. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah. And I, I love the fit of it. It's, it's kind of long and slim, which I don't think we see that often in the U.S. market. You usually get like short and slim or giant but the fabric the face fabric is super burly it's nice and warm it's not crazy warm which i appreciate i've been able to wear it with just a base layer in temps down to like 15 degrees but can add a mid-layer for colder weather and then mostly I, i'm just kind of excited for montec's a pretty new brand um especially in the states but they've been pushing into the free skiing scene a lot, sponsoring a few free ride world tour riders and a few um, people on the freestyle circuit. And yeah, I mean, we'll have full reviews out probably within the next month or so. Um, been spending a decent amount of time in that stuff already, but I'm a big fan so far. I also just like not having to wear to wear a, a mid layer most of the time I go out. You know, I can just throw mm -hmm. on the jacket and pants and not have to think about it, which is which is nice and easy. Yep. Cool. Do you want to talk about this a Mudson? Uh, am I saying yeah, that right? Um, uh, Amundsen. Amundsen, sorry. <laughs> I believe, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on that. But um, yeah, so Amundsen, another European brand who is kind of getting into the U.S. market recently, um, they have a history of kind of outfitting polar expeditions and um, became famous for like their anoraks that were super big, warm, kept people warm on those 
old expeditions where like wool insulation was the best insulation out there. But they also have um, a few products that are much more technical, including one that we just got in yesterday. Um, it's the Amundsen Peak Anorak, and it uses another Scholler fabric. Um, this one is their Scholler's Sea Change membrane, um, which I reviewed in an Ordovox jacket last year. And basically the concept is that when you are working hard and working up a sweat and building up heat and moisture inside the membrane, it's supposed to open up. They reference it to like a pine cone opening up when things get warm. And then when you cool down, like you're skiing down, it's supposed to kind of close the pores and increase water and wind resistance. Um, I was actually a big fan of that fabric in the Ordovox jacket. And the Amundsen jacket that uses that fabric is, uh, especially compared to the Ordovox jacket, is much more minimal. It's a pretty slim, anorak, another anorak style, pretty understated apart from some patches on the sleeves, and uh, yet another kind of break from the traditional aesthetics we see in the U.S. Um, so that combo of style and functionality, I'm really excited to try out. Yeah, and I think I'm probably going to be stealing this jacket from you at some point. Um, uh, I think so. it might disappear before the next time you get back here. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, I, I guess that'll be a good tête-à-tête. Uh, -tete. Yeah. <laughs> Almost equally large to the box of Patagonia stuff that we got is the box of stuff that we got from this new apparel company called Forward. Um, so Forward is a new company. This is based out of Europe. If you, if you listen to our SIA podcast, or sorry, our Outdoor Snow Show podcast, Luke and I were really impressed by the initial offering from this company. It is, it is a bit more casual, a bit more price pointy kind of stuff. They do have a pretty sweet 3, 3L kit that we did get in the mail. But getting a chance to check out some of, the, some of their stuff in, in a bit more detail has been really cool. So they sent us, yeah, their 3L kit, which is really cool. Um, it's definitely a free ride cut, oversized fit, burly fabric, um, fully featured. Every feature you could possibly imagine was packed into this kit. And we're going to be sending that off to Cy Whitling in Jackson to take a look at that. They sent us so much stuff, so I'm going to skip through a few of the things. One of the pieces I'm super excited about, they're calling the Root Pillow Fleece. <laughs> so this is a uh, another anorak as is apparently the theme of 1920. Death to full zippers. <laughs> Convenience be damned. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the root pillow fleece is a thick pile Sherpa fleece, a Polartec Sherpa fleece with a big kangaroo pocket on the front, a high stand collar, and a quarter zip that stuffs into the kangaroo pocket to make a pillow. It's, it's, it's huh. designed as sort of a mid-layer slash travel piece. And I've been wearing it nonstop since I got it. And like, I can't take it off. The thing is incredibly comfortable and warm, breathes surprisingly well. And uh, I'm going to hop on a plane here tomorrow and we'll see how that pillow feature works. If I can actually catch some Z's. Another anorak they sent is <laughs> a two layer anorak with a, with a kangaroo pocket. It's super minimal, really cool. It's a technical riding shell. Again, no hood, a high stand collar lined in Sherpa fleece. Sherpa fleece is another trending, trending topic, 1920, mm -hmm. hashtag Sherpa fleece. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything that they sent, I'm really psyched on. And we're going to, um, we'll be post posting reviews periodically here throughout the spring um, for you guys to check out. But the line should be available next fall. And for you more free ride minded folks out there, definitely worth taking a look at the technical and the, uh, and the more casual stuff, I think. 
Yeah, I I just remember for a brand's first initial offering, it just like blew me away how well-rounded, how well-designed, how consistent the design was across the whole lineup. I was very impressed and I'm looking forward to trying some of the pieces out in person. Yeah, no, I'll echo that. Um, Very, very impressive first offering. So we should close with what I was most excited. I think in the in the OR Snow Show podcast, this is the item I believe I said that I would steal if I could. Mm-hmm. And these are the full tilt apre booties. They just got to my house like yesterday. I want to say I am wearing them right now. I have I took them off to sleep. I'll say that. But <laughs> these shoes are freaking awesome. They're made with intuition foam, so they're heat moldable apparently. But they're super <laughs> lightweight, crazy comfortable, basically like house slippers. And I can't explain to you why I like them or why I wanted them so much. But now that I have them, I feel like a hole has been filled in my soul. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad to hear you did not have to do anything illegal to get them. (laughs) I'm really happy about that, too. I would have done some pretty bad shit. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Well, somehow we fit all of that in. I don't know. How many pieces did we talk about? There's got to be like 20 different pieces of apparel that we talked about. (laughs) Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for sitting down to chat, Luke. And we both have a lot of testing to do, so we should probably go get to doing that, yeah? Sounds good. All right, take it easy, man. See ya. Thanks for listening. And if you're enjoying these episodes, we'd very much appreciate it if you would first leave us a rating or some feedback in iTunes. And second, please tell your friends who could stand to up their knowledge about gear. Also, I want to remind you that if you're in the Munich area, be sure to stop by Black Sheep Sports. Thanks, everybody. Take good care out there, and we'll talk to you next week.